for that number one spot. All right. Rappers swearing they don't come. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But I'm coming for that number one spot. All right, man. Scheme, scheme, plot, plot. Say what? I'm coming for that number one spot. Hey, keep it going, it won't stop. What? So I had this idea. There's another, there's another song that I that I that actually probably is from around the same time as as number one spot that I was considering doing as the alternative one. Yeah, you mentioned it last episode, but I forget what it was. It's, it's, a, it's a song by Pharrell. Oh, it's 2006. Maybe I'll do it for 2006. Starting next year. It's called Number One. It's featuring Kanye West. It's like a minor hit. Here, I'll play a snippet. Let me... Like, I mean, it's a better song, but it's also like, it's I don't remember that song. like theme, but I don't know if it's as well known, you know, as yeah, I don't remember that at all. It sounds cool though. Yeah. It's from Pharrell's first debut album in my mind from 2006 which wasn't a huge hit but wait that you said that was his debut it's like a, it's like a solo you know oh gotcha because what have we've heard pharrell songs was it just featured no, we've, well, heard? we've heard we've heard, like he's been you know he was featured on a lot and did like a lot, i mean obviously a lot of production and stuff yeah yeah with the neptunes and so forth we've heard a lot of pharrell is a constant on this uh entire podcast he'll be a maybe we can get him as a guest or something um you, you know, he started, like, early 90s, you know. I don't think he had any huge hits in the early 90s, but, you know, he's been around literally the entire yeah, podcast. Did a lot of production stuff. Do we, I, we might, I don't, we might have some Pharrell on this list. Well, actually, we do have Pharrell. Well, we'll, we'll be talking about Pharrell, but. Uh, produce one of these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as we're going through them, maybe th- think to yourself, which of these do you think Pharrell produced? That's what I'm trying to. It's a carry under what song? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but we are in the year. This one, man, I keep guessing wrong. Clicking through these. Uh, well, 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 I'll, 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 I'll tell you. You know, tell me if you're surprised. I'm over three on my top three guesses. All right. So we're in the year 2005. We're moving forward. This is our solo bolo episode. 2005. Um, I like, I, I like asking the question now of like what were you listening to in the year 2005? I think we've done that a few times now. And the thing is, well, I'll ask you first, what were you, Will Cisco, listening to in the year 2005 as <laughs> this is all happening around you? So, for, you know, eighth grade, I guess, into ninth grade, right? Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. The thing I really realized about this year was how little rap and hip hop I was listening to. Okay. Because I have a very distinct memory of hearing the song Boulevard of Broken Dreams on the radio like constantly. Like I remember so much so that I remember telling friend of the pod, Jonathan Alves, mm-hmm. this has to be like the most played song in the history of radio. Somehow I was like very confident of that as a 14-year-old who had not actually experienced many radio hits in his life. And I was just like, this song is on everywhere. I remember like changing stations and it'd be on a different station. Like, oh my God. And then I'm like, oh, it wasn't even a number one single. I think I must have been like listening to like Z104 that wasn't playing a lot of rap and hip hop a lot. And it was just always on there. But I've realized that not just that, but like there are other songs that have, these must be huge. We're just like all the ones that were like pretty big, but not rap and hip hop. So I must've been, I don't know what it was about the year, but I was like 
really gravitating towards just kind of like pop and rock, I think, this year. And mostly just listen to songs on the radio, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was, I was thinking about this question, you know, and I don't know why, like, because... I, th- I think I was kind of transitioning to into more rock stuff. Yeah. You know, I like I, I always think of, I mean, 2006 was really like the next year was the year that I like s- distinctly remember, like really getting into like certain bands. Like, you know, when I started listening to the Chili Peppers and listening to Pearl Jam and like, uh, you know, all these bands that I, you know, became, you know, huge fans of, um, and I've, you know, for whatever reason, very specific memories, t- you know, tied to that year. But then the year before is, it's harder for me to say, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, all these songs I remember appearing and listening to. Yeah, the Green Day album was big. I mean, that was yeah. 2005. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I was like a huge fan of it necessarily, but I certainly, you know, heard the hits and, you know, I, 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 I guess just because, you know, of, uh, you know, us being friends and stuff, uh, you know, knew the album, I guess, relatively well enough. Um, but yeah, it's harder to say. I, I, I think this was kind of a transition year. And, and I will say, I mean, this was a year too that like going back through these number one songs, like I think some of the nostalgia factor for whatever reason, like it's starting to wear off a little bit. I agree. By that, and by that, I mean, like, it's like, you know, going back in like the early 2000s or late 90s and hearing like, you know, Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears or NSYNC or, you know, uh, or Nelly songs like, you know, I don't know, I, I guess because they're tied to like, you know, younger years, like it, there's more of just like a straight up nostalgia, like, oh, I haven't heard this in a while. I, you know, enjoy it. And this is kind of a year where, like, I'm listening back and like, oh wait, I don't like this song. <laughs> like, I didn't like the song at the time. I still don't necessarily like the song. Like, it's it harder. I don't know. We can talk about with specific songs, but like, it was harder, I think, for me to be like super objective about it. Um, with that being said, I I do legitimately also think like some of the songs on this list were just not as good as like previous years number one songs. Um, not not for all of them, but like you know, we'll, we'll get to it. But it, yeah, it was definitely like, you know, I think in the next few years, I'll be like talking about songs. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't like that song at the time. And there's still that kind of like resistance to it for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm looking ahead now. And I think even though I've been talking about how I haven't been in this year, I don't think I was listening to much in terms of hit, like hip hop, R&B songs, um, rap songs. I do think, even though that's true, I do think this is like year right, like still recognize all the number ones. And even like looking at 2006, 2007, I think already, like there are a lot of number ones I just don't remember um, at all. So I think this might be like the last year where I feel like I was very in touch with like everything that's being played. Yeah. And then the year after is like, I'm very much going to not even so much current songs that aren't history, just like kind of going into like, I'm approaching peak like Eve six listening years where it's like, just listen to a ton of Eve six, get into Muse. I would listen to a ton of Muse, but like not so much what's being, uh, what's being played on the radio. You're kind of like charting out your own, like, here's my taste. And like, yeah, exactly. I like, I feel like I'm not snobby yet. Like I'm not listening to kind of history. And like, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's very much like college for me, but like, I'm still kind of, I don't know if it's snobbery or just 
tastes or what but i'm like this is the first time where i'm like i don't actually yeah i agree i was like i don't actually enjoy these number ones i think starting like next year is a real push towards that so this is kind of like the last gasps of me being very kind of with it and hip to like what's being played and i do think a big part of it we've talked about and joked a lot about is like this is the first year we're like fully kind of separated i think from bar mitzvahs which is where at least for me i got a lot of my like hip-hop danceable like kind of song knowledge from yeah um so we're done with that yeah yeah no it'll be interesting like as we keep like especially through these years i think and we ask people about like what were they listening to and you know their thoughts on these songs i think yeah i I think in general we've we've kind of we're moving past that point of like everyone was listening to these same songs and like everyone can connect to them and now it's going to be like oh you know we all might remember these songs but you know you'd be like oh but you know i was really you know listening to like you know alternative rock stuff or i was yeah, listening yeah. To like you know under you know more maybe underground like hip-hop or you know rock music or, or whatever edm or whatever you know i feel like this is also we're approaching out. a time where it's if it's not like something i'm in like one of my few bands like e6 seven essence muse like everything else i feel like is stuff i'm getting from you and jonathan too which is at this point it's when you guys are very much shifting away from right the top 40 yeah i mean you know uh, like I, I, yeah definitely true and, and i was trying to think of like you mentioned like you know getting snobby and, and i think in general i was getting like snobbier about music but really for the sake of just like being snobby just being like oh right like, you know, i you know I'm so sick of the song. And then like, if someone asked me like, well, what's better than that? It'd be like, oh, like, I don't know, you know, but like, I don't want to hear this song, you know. Uh, um, I have a very like vague memory of, I think it was probably around this time, maybe 2006, where like, I think talking about like snobby, like, you know, indie music. Like, I remember hearing like, I think I saw, I either heard or saw um, The Strokes perform on SNL this is like for like a somewhat minor album of theirs and being like, this is so cool. Like, yeah, I got into like a few songs of them and being like, this is like what I wanted to, you know, get into now. And I think at even one point I like saw like they're having some concert and I like really wanted to go, but it was almost like, like it, as an act of like defiance in a way of like, like, see, like, this is my thing now. Like, yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, which is not to say I didn't like genuinely enjoy those songs and like I love the strokes, but uh yeah, like I think there's definitely moments of like you know moving away from this while still sure. familiar enough with the music because like you know, again in 20 years when we get to like 2019, um, you know, when we get to that episode, I'll be like, I had I don't know this like at all. <laughs> like you know i know we, we all know these songs but uh it, it's there's definitely like a reaction against it i think yeah probably pretty natural too for a lot of people around this time like early high school to start you know shifting away trying to form your own yeah. tastes and opinions that are unrelated to you know what's on the radio yeah all right so we'll start uh so we start off with a big 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 hit i think one of the biggest hits of the year if i remember the charts but not just the biggest it's the eighth most successful single of the whole decade which i was shocked to read yeah i mean we'll talk about it because it's stands out i think for a few different reasons but january 1st 2005 to 
February 26th. That's a total of nine weeks at number one. We have Mario's only number one hit in his career, uh, and it's called Let Me Love You by Mario. You every night doing you right. You're the type of woman. Deserve good fame. This for the diamonds. A head full of rain. Baby, you're a star. I just want to show you you are. You should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want. So, Maryland native, Maryland, Baltimore Mario. native, Mario, Mario. I keep thinking Mario because I, I don't know. I just went with it because you said it. I don't know. I, I think I remember hearing it being pronounced Mario, but it's weird to say that. Um, yeah, thoughts on Let <laughs> Me Love You by. Yeah, well, like I already spoiled. I mean, I'm shocked that it was one of the biggest songs of the decade because I mean, I remember it and I remember it getting a lot of play, but I do not remember it being huge or everywhere at the time um i like it a lot more than i remembered or expected um i i really enjoyed the tempo changes um which i'm not really remembering now but i remember when i listened i was like some cool kind of speeding up i think in one of the verses or something and cool vocal melodies where it's like there are times where it's just kind of ballady and then other times where he's kind of like cramming in a bunch of syllables and i think that kind of mixing it up of rhythms with the the vocals is cool um yeah, kind of like the bridge the minor bridge i forget it now but i do remember thinking that, like they were just mixing yeah. things up more than a lot of similar songs like different sounds yeah it, it this isn't i mean uh here's the thing i, I think it's like a well-made song i i didn't I, until now didn't realize that scott storch produced it which you know he's been everywhere at this time even though i think he's more famous for some of the more kind of upbeat stuff but yeah it's one of these songs where like and I think maybe this is part of the reason why, you know, unfortunately Mario didn't have quite the career that like, you know, an Usher had or, uh, you know, uh, uh, even like a Chris Brown, you know, later in this year had, but like, it seems like the kind of song that like anyone could do. Um, I, some of the lyrics are a little like, the whole, you know, it, it's so like, I don't know what the word is, like innocent. Like, you know, the, the lyrics are so kind of like, I think corny is the better word. Like, it's such a corny song. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the lyrics are so, like, you know, earnest and, and corny. Uh, and, and that's maybe why I'm thinking, like, you know, it could be done by everyone or anyone. Like, um, with that said, it's definitely a well-produced song. And, I yeah, I, I like the, like, minor part, you know, the minor bridge, which is a very technical thing for me to say. Um, and I sound smart saying it. But, um e I mean, it's definitely like a nostalgia factor thing of like, you know, how I think how much you enjoy it is like how much of a nostalgia factor, like, you know, for, uh, uh, frequent guests and listener of the show, Jack Naren is, is a uh, notably big fan of the song. He sings it at karaoke very well. Um, and so a lot of like my like current, you know, like connection to the song is just like, you know, enjoying that, you know, those memories and, and, and that side of it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's fine, but but I, I, at the same time, like, I feel like I understand why it's so big because it's so like universally, like, you know, there's no edge to it. There's no like, you know, like it's kind of like a timeless song in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, there's not even like a you know a lot of these like R&B songs at the time like ha ha seem like they have to have like a, an obligatory like rap verse. Like we'll get to one. Yeah, I agree with that. It's. 
I like that it avoids that. It seems the type of song that would throw it in there that wouldn't really work, but they just kind of stick it in. But it could, like, yeah, and, and it seems like it like could have been like a hit in like any decade, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, you know, I think a credit to, you know, him and to the producers, but it's also like, it's so, to me, it's just like, it, it it's, doesn't like stand out as much. Maybe I agree. Because of that, but all right. Uh, we move on to March 5th, another huge hit. Uh, this is another nine weeks, nine weeks. So between, between January and the end of April, we only had two number one hits, which is kind of crazy. I think this is our, maybe our shortest. Yeah. A lot of huge songs. songs. It's it's a short volume, but, uh, March 5th to April 30th, 2005, we have, uh, the return 50 cent. Uh, we have Candy Shop featuring Olivia. I take you to the candy shop. I let you like the lollipop. Go ahead, girl, don't you stop. Keep going until you hit the spot. Whoa. I take you to the candy shop. Yeah. One more taste of what I got. Uh huh. I'll have you spending all you got. Come on. Keep going until you hit the spot. Whoa. You can have it your way. How do you want it? You gon' back that thing up, or should I push up on it? Temperature rising, okay, let's go to the next level. Dance floor jam-packed, hot as a tea kettle. A few, few, few notable events that happened during this time. Um, we have, and, and I have, you know, memories attached to the first one for whatever reason. I remember where I was when J- Pope John Paul II died. Um, I was on a cruise ship. Um, <laughs> cruise where? <laughs> I don't know, in the Caribbean with my family. See, nice. one, one and only time we've taken a cruise and we've all essentially vowed never to do it again. Oh, really? I've never done a cruise and Susan and I were vaguely looking at one for the future. Well, no? you, you know, you know, uh, I, actually, I, I could see you really liking it. <laughs> why, why did you hate it? I didn't hate it. It was just like being stuck on a boat. Like, sure. I know that's the whole point, but it's like... You just wish you were rather... Like on the beach or something. Like, like I think the no- the novelty of, and, and we'll bring back, we'll bring it back to Fifty Cent. Just a moment. <laughs> um, the novelty of being on a boat wears off, or at least sure. it wears off very quickly for me. Sure. And like, you know, again, I was you know thirteen or fourteen, but like, you know, when all you're doing is like, you know hanging around outside by like you know a pool which you know mm-hmm. you know there's a little activities but it's also like most people are either just like eating and drinking all day and like gambling all the time so like you know again knowing my connection to uh like casinos imagine like <laughs> being at a casino all day but it's on a boat and you can't leave like <laughs> that's that's my but again maybe that's why you might enjoy yeah. it more I think maybe only specifically because of like the casino gambling, <laughs> but you know, like drinking all day, you know, that, 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 that would obviously be more fun now when you can do it. But, uh, you know, I hope we don't lose listeners when I say this, but I'll just say like the crowd, you know, the, 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 the cruise, like crowd isn't necessarily my favorite. So sure. I can see that. that very yeah, I don't know if I, had but you know, right. like, yeah, you got to figure it out. We'll, we'll talk more off. Yeah. Pod. <laughs> That'll be for our second pod. Yeah. Vacation reviews. Cruise, cruise reviews. <laughs> so, Pope, um, Pope right, Candy Paul Shop. Died. 
Hold on, I got to I got to I'm wearing his start John Paul died. The first YouTube video was uploaded. So how did you hear about John Paul Pope John Paul dying while you're on the cruise? I don't know. I saw it on TV, you know. <laughs> sure. Like, okay. <laughs> this is tied to me being on a cruise now. Uh first YouTube video uh entitled Me at the Zoo was uploaded. Oh, uh, have you seen that? I've seen that. I have. It's like <laughs> Uh, and uh, Nickelodeon Studios shut down permanently. Wow. Yeah. Um, Nickelodeon Studios doesn't exist? I mean, Nickelodeon's still a channel, right? Yeah, but the they just don't do their own show. stuff. It's on Orlando, I guess. Gotcha. Um, home of a uh, frequent listener and uh, guests on the pod, Aton Hirsch. Um, so, yeah, so Candy Shop, uh, 50 Cent, Olivia. Big. Uh, yeah, this I think even more than like "Let Me Love You." This is a song that was I remember being everywhere. Um, I think it was probably the first single from that album. Like a- after you know the, you know the the first "Get Rich or Die Trying" album was like such a big you know follow up thing. Um, yeah, which I think is part of the reason because I think the actual song kind of sucks. Um, just like it, I I don't love like Fifty Cent doing kind of like the like you know sexual like you right. know, you know uh, like which he's done a bunch of those songs, but it doesn't like I I like Fifty when he's either like making like big party records like in the club or he's like you know doing kind of stuff that's more you know ingrained like gangster rap and stuff just because I think he just does those better. Like th- this is such like a you know trying to like you know. I don't know, fit into an area that I don't think he's fits into as well. So right. um, it just uh a, a, another Scott Sorch song. Uh oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's I mean, this this is like kind of classic sounds. Also, Fat Joe is a producer. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it, it, like it, it's never the song that connected with me. And I'll talk about a song later that did, but this was like at the time i didn't really like it you know it it like I, I the kind of you know the 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 beat kind of just like repeats itself doesn't really go anywhere it seems like um and yeah just like it just i don't know doesn't do it for me yeah i totally agree i think when i think of 50 cent i think of the song which i feel like is a disservice to him because i think it's one of his worst songs but maybe it's just because i agree with you is everywhere now, I was hearing it so much. I feel like some reason I really think of this song when I think of 50 Cent. I think, and like every, yeah, just huge. I think, I don't know, this is probably attaching kind of a false narrative to memory, but I feel like this is kind of, I talked about how I'm like losing interest in rap and hip hop around this time. I kind of think it was this, this song, kind of these types of songs is driving me away from it for a bit. I feel like I don't know if it's true with hip hop in general, but definitely rap. I feel like I really go in kind of like wave patterns of like when I'm really into it and when I'm off it. And I don't know if it, there's always good reasons behind it, but I do think kind of the trend of this song, especially like these sorts of lyrics, it's kind of like pushing me away from it a bit, at least the mainstream rap that was on the radio a lot. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, it is interesting. Like you talked about how, what's the quote I saw? It's like, 50 Cent says, quote, I tended to be as sexual as possible from a male perspective without being vulgar or obscene. And I feel like... Which is not true. He is, like, pretty vulgar. In it's vulgar, but I do think... I give him credit for... And don't at me if I'm wrong, because I haven't, like, read the lyrics in depth. But from what I remember and what I heard in the song, it's like, I feel like he's being very explicit and kind of, like, vulgar in terms of, like, this is what I want to do. But he's not being, like... He's not, like, objectifying women, I don't think. Like, he's not... 
speaking to meaning yeah, yeah. maybe i'm missing some key lyrics it's more just like here are all the things i want to do sexually i'm like i don't really like need to hear 50 cents singing about this <laughs> like maybe it's more respectful than some of the contemporary no, it, songs from yeah. the year it, it's def- i mean I, I think you're at least with this song maybe kind of i i know you're saying like it, it's and i think it might be also like kind of specifically like i wonder if like that was a motive of like you know trying to keep this as like a big hit and make it appealing like while not coming off as like too aggressive or vulgar like yeah i mean i guess it's like you know you can be explicit without being like you know offensive which obviously is totally like a big part of a lot of this music and like a normal thing but um yeah no i i know, I know what you mean but actually i mean i i would actually probably agree with what you're saying in terms of like hip-hop at the time and again maybe it's just due to like us you know discovering other music yeah it wasn't necessarily on the radio but i think like looking at some of the big like rap hits from this time and kind of in the next few years like i don't know there's just something about this era and like big like popular rap music that just like it doesn't hold up for me like i you know some of like you know kind of like the like we're, we're getting we're getting into an era of like what uh, at the time I remember was being called like ringtone rap, you know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like very simple, like very simple, strong, repetitive, beats. silly, like, yeah, repetitive, like, uh, like, you know, and again, like even with this song where like, you know, the beat, you know, the beat itself, the production is cool, like it's a cool sound, but it's also like it's so repetitive. It doesn't like, I don't know, this is like, a, but at the same time, like there's some like kind of other you know rabbies are going on that I, I like from this era but like the big stuff you know this is one of my less favorite I guess yeah the other thing working against the song for me is that it's so similar to Magic Stick but just much worse I feel like like I think Magic Stick is a really cool game song yeah. it's got a similar beat that is pretty repetitive but I don't know somehow it just works a lot better for me I don't know if it's I think the lyrics mix things up a bit more and like there's more kind of variation in, in like the vocal melodies and this is just kind of I agree just repeated 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 I agree beat and, and, and Lil' Kim is just better than like Olivia not yeah. the, like, Olivia the you know just not as unique of a, a, a personality but it's on this song um May 7th to May 28th four weeks surprisingly i thought of i thought it was gonna be more but uh we have gwen stefani's first song and number one hollow back room uh-huh this my shit all the girls don't feel like this few times been around that track so it's not just gonna happen like that because it ain't no hollow back girl I ain't no hollow back girl few times been around that track so it's not just gonna happen like that because i ain't no hollow back girl I ain't no hollow back girl get a good we got the first part of the song yeah this is a song this is a uh, pharrell song oh i did not mm-hmm. think to check this one okay that makes sense now that i think about it yeah. i can see that he was even in the video i remember he had a uh-huh. cameo in the video um yeah i'm i'm surprised i mean if we're surprised that like let me love you was number one for so long i'm surprised this was only four weeks because this is a song that was everywhere and i mean all these songs were but um 
I'll, I'll kind of just start by saying like this is a song at the time I fucking hated. Like I, just, like, <laughs> I, ugh. and I think like that's what a lot of people like a lot of people's relationship to the song is like, just because like it was so purposely like stupid and like repetitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about repetitive. Maybe it's got different things going on. Yeah. I, I, with that said, I mean, like, I think, I mean, I certainly like it more now than I did at the time um you know just because you know I'm not hearing it every day um yeah like and I think there I mean you know the whole marching band side of it is again like when you're not hearing it every day it's it's cooler like you know it's a more unique thing and it is like you know it was a cool kind of like you know it wasn't a normal thing you heard um at the time so you know that's you know, that's the Neptunes, that's, that's Pharrell, like, doing cool stuff that he always does, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really just, that, that's the part of the song I can appreciate more, it's just kind of like the, you know, weird production, the whole marching band, you know, drums and stuff like that, um, you know, I still think it's a pretty annoying song, and, you know, I like some of Gwen Stefani's, like, solo stuff, and I like No Doubt in general, but, uh, yeah, it, it's still it. You know, it's less annoying when you haven't heard it in a while. But uh, you know, th- there's stuff I can appreciate. But um, yeah, it's kind of a ridiculous song. Yeah, I mostly agree. I think I like it a little more than you. I do. I don't really remember my opinion of it at the time, but it does seem like something I would get really sick of if I was hearing it a lot. Um, you 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 don't remember? Hearing? I don't remember how I felt about. I mean, I, I just don't remember if I heard a lot of the time. I probably did his number one song, but I just don't remember it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't remember my opinions of it very well. I remember it being around. But yeah. I mostly like it. It's a weird song. It's got kind of a lot going on that I think keeps it from getting repetitive for you, even though like kind of that beat we heard is repetitive throughout. Like it, it's got like a little reference another one bites the dust randomly. Yeah. Where they kind of go into that yeah, melody. Mm-hmm. It's got like the spelling of bananas. It's got that the yeah. stomping and the marching it's like kind of weird elements that i kind of jam together yeah totally. but so i enjoy it just from the like it being different aspect but i agree with you that i think if i heard this bunch now and maybe i even did at the time we got sick of it but i feel like it would get annoying to hear repeatedly i in my notes i have the horn part kind of ties it all together as a through line from the different weird parts but i realized we didn't even hear that in the clip we played so maybe that's not as throughout the whole song as i actually it's not like a horn. I mean, it's horns and drums, you know? Yeah. And again, that, that's what makes it cool. I mean, that's what makes it at least stand out. Yeah. But um, I agree with you. I think I think I like it less than No Doubt and some of Gwen Stefani's other songs. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I also thought about, like, you know, if someone else had sung this, like, would mm-hmm. I like it more? And I don't know the answer to that because it's like, I, like, I don't know if anyone could like you know it like it'd be weird to have like Kelly Clarkson do this because it's just like it wouldn't really fit you know. No, you need somebody a little more playful and. Yeah, like you know, I'm kind of wondering like who else would have done this well. Like I think there's some like there's something some people like big artists at the time. Um, like I could hear Pink doing it. Yeah, but it does you know it so kind of works for her just because yeah it's just, like very like distinctive like sound to her voice and yeah. like you know. Um, it is, I danced to the song in front of the whole school when I was a teacher. Is uh, 
the day before Christmas break every year, there'd be like a like talent show slash just kind of like variety show type thing. And when you're all the uh, the whole math department dressed up as bananas and and lip sync to the song while dancing around, that was fun. Did students even know the song? I don't know. I, I don't know. They enjoyed us being out there. They enjoyed us being <laughs> it's because we had a year old it's a boring story but we had a whole separate school event after like the the first report card pickup where all the teachers like take a school bus drink on the school list go like bar crawling and the different departments dress up so we all dress up as bananas that year and they're like we should do something else with this because these banana suits are such a hit so we're, what are we gonna do at the show we're gonna sing the song so, 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 so the decision came after the whole yeah. it, we really worked backwards to get to the song starting I, with bananas that makes sense um yeah. but yeah good time do you still have the banana suit i think so i think it was like buried in my time last time i have i never seen the banana suit. <laughs> I've worn it at least three separate events. That that show, that school event, and one Halloween. It's a fun, easy costume, but it might be. I think I got really dirty and move, and I don't know if it's still around. Might be buried in a closet. I think. I think if we here's here's how we're gonna get more uh, listeners to this. We're gonna if we get uh, over forty listeners on YouTube, 40, 40 views on YouTube. Have you know, we ever gotten close to forty views? Yeah, I think we've been it. Yeah, well, yeah, we oh, yeah, 40, 96. Oh, wow. Our first episode 50. Oh, no. Our first episode is easily our biggest, I think. Why aren't the first episodes on your YouTube? They are. When I go to your YouTube and I say all uploads, it only goes to 92. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to check that, but I think, I think it's there. We could get it. You know? Oh, yeah. We've got it. We always get more views than I remember. I think it's a finder. finder. We gotta get us. We gotta get on the Apple Podcast, or we gotta go big time. I don't know how yeah, to do this, uh, Also, this is the announcement. Uh, while while uh, 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 Neil Young and Joni Mitchell have pulled off a of Spotify. Oh, yeah, we're ourselves from Spotify. only on Spotify. <laughs> well, I've been getting on my hobby course about this on Twitter. Which is just like I've always thought, separate from any other issue, the Spotify's user interface is just so terrible. Like I've never subscribed, so I'm just less good at than most people but like anytime somebody sends me a song i'm like taking so long to figure out how to even like get to a playlist that somebody shared with me like fine i don't know I, yeah that's not great i don't get why it became the number one i guess it kind of beat other companies to the punch of just having everything available yeah I think but i just think apple music is so much better and everybody has an iphone anyway so you think it would be the natural service yeah we're really isolating our <laughs> right now we we're, we've we've insulted uh, uh cruise ships and now we're insulting the biggest like streaming company but you know hey we don't want any of the spotify yeah, we don't fan want that base. we're 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 indie right yeah we're team we're we're joni and neo not team we're diy that's why we have five <laughs> listeners um okay um so we move on to so that's hollaback girl um we all know it uh now we move on to i think this is the biggest song of the year um what a comeback right it's been a while since we've heard from mariah carey and now she's back with i think still maybe her biggest song ever uh it's we belong together by mariah carey
real quick. So this is number one from June 4th, 2005 through the 25th. So that's four weeks. And then it took a week off. We'll get to why in a second. Uh, and then back at number one from July 9th through September 10th. So that's a total of uh, uh, 14 weeks, which is a lot. Um, yeah, this was a big, I mean, I, you know, I, at the time it was kind of her big comeback album. I think the last time we talked about her, like at number one, I want to say it was like maybe like 99 or 2000, something around then. Um, you know, she kind of dominated so much. So this is like such a big deal, I remember. And yeah, the song was everywhere. Um, yeah, thought, thoughts on thoughts on We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. I like the song. I don't, I mean, I remember it obviously, but I don't remember it clearly or like I don't, the comeback narrative was kind of totally foreign to me until I was reading about it. Oh, yeah. I don't remember like the story being this is her comeback. And it, mm-hmm. it sounds like that was just a huge deal at the time that I was totally kind of unaware of, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like I never had a strong connection to Mariah when I was like at the time. So it's just like, oh yeah, she's somebody who I like the song, but I don't really listen to. So I didn't notice when she was not around as much or didn't have as many hit songs. Um, do you, I mean, do you remember, like, was the song, do you remember hearing the song a lot? Like, I remember hearing it, but I don't remember any opinions at the time. Um, I think, I mean, I enjoy it. I think I was surprised reading, not just how the comment, but, but, but about how people are saying it's such a different sound for her. Um, and I can kind of hear it, but it mostly doesn't sound all that different. But that seems to be like a very clear kind of reaction to songs like, man, she's like got a new sound. Like this is new Mariah. She's big again. And to me, it's like, it's a little different, but like, it seems not that dissimilar to what we've heard from Mariah in the past. Yeah. I think her vocal int- rhythms are a little more interesting. Yeah. I feel like I'm using the wrong word, but it's kind of the same thing how I feel about Let Me Love You, where it's like, no, I she kind of tempo changes the wrong word because like the backing track still has the same tempo but like she'll like like squeeze in more lyrics into the same few measures that she's doing another place in the song and squeezing more syllables in which i enjoy because i feel like she didn't do that a lot earlier on it was more kind of the longer ballads slower ballads so i can see some differences and i enjoy them but it just doesn't seem as dramatically different as the contemporary reviews make it seem to you know people who know a lot more about music than i yeah no i i know exactly what you mean by a lot of that because i think well so you know so the you know uh, this was this was produced the song was i mean it's produced by a lot of people but notably uh jermaine dupree who's you know famous for a lot of hip-hop production um there's definitely like a i mean i think one thing i i'm aware of from you know, of her career, which I think is, has always been kind of interesting to me, is that like she, and, and, and I actually think kind of underappreciated in a way is like that she kind of gradually, even in like the nineties, like incorporated more of like a hip hop sound mm-hmm. to like, you know, like, I mean, uh, what's the song? Oh, uh, Fantasy, which is like a big hit that we talked about, I think in like the mid nineties, yeah, like 95 or 96. This wasn't the version that was number one, but like there was a big, you know, remix of it, which a like remixing wasn't a huge thing. Right. It had you know old dirty bastard ODB on it, which is like what? Like that's crazy, you know. Which in mm-hmm. retrospect, it's kind of crazy to me because it's like, yeah, you know, for like the biggest 
you know, singer in the world to like have this like, you know, crazy dude, you know, crazy rapper like feature on it. Um, and so like, yeah, Jermaine Dupri, you know, so it's like, it, it's kind of, I think part of the sound difference is like that there is some like hip hop element to it, even though with this song, like, I, I think with this song, it's not like, you know, this is kind of just like a straight up like classic Barbie mm -hmm. ballad type thing. Um, which I think, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's like maybe similar to like Mario, where like, you know, it's just kind of like timeless sound to it, which is maybe why it was so big. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the phrasing, I know exactly what you mean by the phrasing, like, and I think that's what I like most about it, which I didn't appreciate at the time. It's like, you know, there's this whole verse, like I'm looking at the lyrics now, I'll just read them, you know, where it's like, the verse was like, I can't sleep at night when you're on my mind, Bobby Walmack's on the radio, and like, she's referencing these like, you know, it's a very like specific like verse, you know, she's like referencing a few specific songs and then she's like, you know, wait a minute, this is too deep. I got to change the station. Like, you know, it's like this kind of weird, like detour. And, you know, I, I think, again, something I appreciate more about Mariah Carey in general now, which is why, you know, let's say I'm more of like a, you know, casual fan than I would have been is like that. I know, you know, she writes her lyrics, like, you know, she, she, you know, and, and has these kind of like interesting little details mm -hmm. where she's kind of like yeah she's packing a lot into that verse and like a, a few of these verses but yeah I, I don't know like definitely at the time when this came out again this was a song I would have said like I you know really just couldn't listen to anymore because it was everywhere and distanced myself from and I still like I like this I do like the song like in there's certain parts of like aspects of the song I really like and appreciate. Mm -hmm. I think one of it being the like the the lyrics and the kind of the weird like rhythm stuff that you're talking about. And then there's like another part of it, maybe even the production that I just like it's so like bland to me. Yeah. Um it does stand out in that way where it doesn't have this huge in your face beat like a lot of the songs from the year do. Yeah, I mean there's like yeah, so there's like there's just elements of it that I really like and it basically it gets to me being like I I you know I wouldn't say this is my favorite Mariah Carey song or like my favorite song of this period but like I, I feel like I'm still like trying to like figure out whether I actually like the song or not you know yeah um it, so it doesn't surprise you that this is what did I see this is the third longest number one in history I think no th this is a very like case in point of what I was saying about how I think this is prime me, like I'm still listening to music on the radio all the time, but I think, I guess it must just be that I was very into Z104, which is the station I listened to in the DC area. And they must have been just playing very little hip hop and focus on rock and, and yeah, I guess cool. pop too. But it was, cause 99.5, this must have been everywhere, which is the, the two stations I feel like everyone our age is listening to but I just don't remember this being everywhere. And I guess it's because what I was listening to is also like still before I got cable. So I wasn't watching MTV. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I was watching MTV. Like, I, I think there's a few, there's at least another song out here where I'll specifically like my memory is tied to seeing the video right. on MTV. Yeah. This is like my last year before cable. So I still wasn't. Yeah. And so this, this, is, this, is, this is definitely like, yeah, for me, you know, end of middle school, early high school is like the peak of like me, you know, like, you know, being up late on a weekend and like 
I, I can remember it was channel like 139. It was like an MTV station where they played like exclusively music videos. And I'm like, I would like be like, just have it in the background. Like, you know, when I was watching TV and like, yeah, that was something that peak of me like paying attention to like big music videos. So like, I, I, I remember this music video very well. Um, did you ever watch a, I, I didn't watch this, but the, uh, Prison Break, which I think was. I saw you know, a fair amount of that first season, but not all of it. When I was on TV, I was watching. Well, so so the guy I don't remember his name, but they got the star of it, mm-hmm. who I remember like you know had kind of like a skin, you know. Yeah, I remember the skinhead haircut. Yeah, he he was like this. He was like the big star of this music video, like you know, uh-huh. like it was a whole, it was like you know them like getting married and stuff, like you know, it was a whole thing. So I can kind of picture it very well. Um, so you know Mariah more than I do in her life story. Was this would this have been written about a specific relationship or person? I, I don't know. I um, I don't know the timeline of all of her no, significant I, relationship. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just know that, like, in the context of it, it was, like, that, you know, she had kind of, like, you know, been... Like, when was Nick... Not as... That, that's, oh, that was, a, that was later, I think. I think. Married uh, in 2008, so they might have been just... Okay. They could have been getting going around now. Maybe. Um... But yeah, I just, I mean, I remember the whole like comeback aspect of it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the big, like, you know, after years of being kind of off the radar. So uh, we will, we will hear again from Mariah here too. Uh, But we have our uh, annual, by now annual detour to uh, American Idol. Yeah, really? It's just like the one thing you can bank on is the one, the one, always one week appearance. and, and, And spoiler alert, it doesn't end this year. Oh, really? I kind of thought it might be the end. I feel like this I thought, is when I thought, people stopped watching American Idol. I thought so, too, but the same trend continues, at least for another year. Wow. Do we have a Taylor Hicks cameo on the number uh, one spot? We're going to get it to Taylor Hicks at a number one song. Wow. That's shocking. Oh, <laughs> um, but we have July 2nd, 2005. We have the debut of Carrie Underwood, and the song is called Inside Your Heaven. The sun and the moonlight Here's what I'll say. I like this more than the other American Idol songs. I agree. That we've heard, I think, by us like a notable margin. Um, with that said, I don't love the song, but um, you know, all these American Idol songs we've heard, the you know Kelly Clarkson song, the the Clay Aiken song. I don't remember the names at this point. Uh, no, 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 no song, and all this like they're all so like over the top like cheesy like it seems like they maybe were i don't know yeah. if it's true it's probably not true but like it seems you like forgot a ruben song in there i think ruben has no not not really no. oh i thought him and clayton each had a no that's why it was surprising because ruben won that year but he didn't ah um oh clayton's lasted two years so he's the exception i mean two weeks everything else i think uh, was a one week you're probably right yeah Stop. um 
but they, they all seem like they they're probably not but they all seem like they could have been written by like the same person like they're all like these kind of like universal like you know inside your heaven or a moment like this you know just kind of like you know like just i don't even know how to describe it like you know just trying to appeal to the widest base possible i guess but um i lied so clay aiken and kelly clarkson each lasted two weeks okay and then fantasia on is one week so you can kind of see the gradual decline of yeah american idol's influence on society yeah and i think i mean i think there's a few reasons why i like this one more one is i just think like kind of the big like over the top cheesy lyrics like for whatever reason work better for like a country song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think i you know i like you know I, I could probably list like two carrie underwood songs but i have always i think listening back to the song i can appreciate her voice more. like i think she's a great vocalist and like a great country vocalist you know like kind of like this timeless sound in her voice um which is probably why she won, but, and she's like a pretty big artist. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the lyrics are so cheesy, but like, I just think it works better as a country song. <laughs> and like, you know, she, you know, is a compelling singer. So I, 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 I'd rank this at the top so far of the American Idol songs we've heard. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Not my favorite, but I do enjoy it. Her voice is really good on it. And I agree with you that just the, just from the pure fact that it is country and like kind of instrumentation that comes about that, it just makes it stand out a little more than all the other kind of generic ballads um, that we've heard from American Idol winners. I meant to listen to the Bo Bice version, which also charted, but was not on the year. I'm going to play a preview because I haven't heard this. (laughs) I was going to ask you, do you remember who came in number two that year? And it's Bo Bice. I would have known just because... Name. reading that he had a version of the song do you remember the big youtube video that mentioned no. both yeah. uh, i'll send it to you later but. <laughs> sun in the moonlight all my dreams are in your eyes i wanna be inside your river me- yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just working I thought it might be good. Like I thought my memory of him was having kind of like a harder sound, but at least in that clip, he's just kind of a nasally generic. No, he would have, he he would have like, he, I, in any era, I feel like he would have like been like a big, like hair metal singer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was more more of a rock guy anyway. So like it didn't work as well. I think he's an anti-vaxxer too. Ah, fair enough. Um, Anyway. Uh, so that was a one week at number one. Then we back to have we blonde together at number one. Yeah, it's like how did it over together when we belong together? Just like the biggest song, the third longest number one in history gets overthrown like only a month in by Carrie Underwood. I mean, it's just, about it's Amer- It's like we're still in the era of like, you know, the big like you know, four TV stations like have enough power that like the show was still that big yeah and people were still watching it like a lot you know what i mean like it was still a kind of moment like you know that everyone had yeah and they always do these safe songs that are uninteresting so it's like even with all the american adult fans it's like everybody wants to hear their big you know 
debut single, but then nobody actually likes it enough to keep it going. Yeah, no, no, it, that's exactly it. And like, that's a, I, like, I think it probably still, like American Idol is still on. I, I couldn't tell you any of like the recent winners, but like, I, I, I've got a feeling that like, it's probably the trend is still the same of like, right. you know. But like, like they all have better songs soon after their debut American Idol produced yeah. song and they never do as well. Like before he cheats, well, it's just a better song. I mean, right. And that's doesn't make a number one spot. It's which, like, which, you know, before he cheats by Carrie Anderson. Oh yeah. No, that's a, that's a much, obviously that's a much better song, song, but that doesn't become a number one because it doesn't have like the full momentum of American Idol on its side. It doesn't have the American Idol factor. It doesn't have like the, like, you know, this person just won the competition. Yeah. And like use this song to win, right? Isn't this, I know not all of them are, but isn't this like they went, they competed by singing the same song on the last week or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, you know, the entire show is basically resources and money yeah. put into this one song. And I think the whole, like, the whole kind of original, like, you know, like, concept of the show was, like, that, you know, the person who sings number one is, like, you know, essentially their prize is, like, they get this record deal. Right. And, like, and they get all the PR of and the they show get the PR. The song. And, so, and, like, a lot of it is just, like, being put into this first song. And then it's like which, which makes own. sense because it's like you know if it's you know it makes sense for like the show too because it's like it's tied to the show so it's like yeah. you know, it's getting them more you know revenue or whatever and then i think like you know and it's it, advertising themselves like you know come be on this show and if you win you'll have a number one hit. right exactly so it's like it's, ad- it's advertising their self and i think too like i mean at, at least at the very least with kelly clarkson because i i just know this from like knowing about her career um is that like, you know, for the first album at least, like, it's kind of like, I think there's a trend of like the, you know, the the producers and the songwriters are like, you know, it's very much kind of to appeal to a wide base, at least that's how mm-hmm. it was. And I think that's part of the reason why like, you know, uh, like Kelly Clarkson, like her first set, you know, you know, with like Since You've Been Gone and all those songs, like were so big. But I think if I remember correctly, like she, like later basically said like i had no input on this album and like ah. wanted to like do something different uh later on on the album that appears on breakaway yeah oh wow because i was gonna that was gonna be part of my comments on my later on about how yeah. man I, all these songs are great well like i i i, I, I again i i don't i don't know 100 like sure. but i don't know you know I don't, I don't know if like she would say like you know that she didn't like the music but i think I at one point read something where she said like, you know, she had like no input on it. She didn't like gotcha. write any of the stuff. And maybe like, if you want to do more of that, you can't really do that with the first, you know, like it's just, but like maybe that's also the reason why, you know. Yeah. So I may have, I may have spoken too soon about Before He Cheats because while it doesn't get to a number one spot like this song does, it does end up as the number six song of 2007. So it was. Oh, it was huge. I mean. It was huge. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Like the wheel was big too. Yeah, which is a song I don't really remember. I need to listen to that. Well, I will for next. Yeah, so. it'll probably be next year. Um. Okay. September seventeenth to November nineteenth. Again, a huge run yeah, of. This is the longest run. Ten weeks at number one. Um, the song of the fall, if you will. Well, not longer than. Not not longer than yeah, not longer than Mariah Carey, but still, uh, we have. The uh, 
Kanye's first number one. No, no, no. Second no. one. Uh, we have Gold Digger featuring Jimmy Fox. girls, you got a flock. I can tell by your charm and your arm, but I'm looking for the one. Have you seen her? My psychic told me she have an ass like Serena, Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids. And I got to take all they badass to show this. Okay, get your kids. But then they got their friends. I pulled up in the bins. They all got a bin. We all went to den. And then I had to pay. If you fucking with this girl, then you better be paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say. I still love her. I think you're right the first time. I think it is his first number one, right? No, he, we, we, we talked about uh, slow, slow jams. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't credited to him as a feature. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's not as like, you know, specifically attached to him. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Um, Thoughts on Gold Digger? I really like it. I think, like, I remember being sick of it eventually at the time. Like, I feel like it was just everywhere. So this one kind of goes against what I was saying about how I feel like I wasn't hearing hip hop. I think this one kind of, I don't know. I don't know if breakout's the right word, but it was like, it was being, it would seem more ubiquitous than others just because I feel like it was played in a lot more different contexts uh, than some of the other R&B hip hop songs on the list. Um, I mean, I think the sample is great, like, um, even though it's not a sample. Wait, but the, there's a part that is sample, right? I was always confused by this. I think there's something that comes directly off the Ray Charles track, even if it is mostly Jamie Foxx kind of replicating it himself. But go ahead. Jamie Foxx is essentially replicating, you know, I got a woman, Mm -hmm. but I think there might be like part of this hook, maybe a word changes. I don't remember. Um, I'm sure there's an easy way of finding out, but uh but yeah, I think yeah, so 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 here I'll just read go for it. it. It says Gold Digger includes a sample of I Got a Woman by Ray Charles, as well as an interpolation from Jamie Foxx that was recorded due to uncertainty about the sample getting clearance. Ah, uh, I see. Which which is like something that Kanye had done, like not exactly the same, but like he with um through the wire. Or no, wait. No, no, not through the wire with um Jesus Walk? Uh, no, with All Falls Down. Oh, right, right, right. Um, he wanted to sample like part of the like the hook, you know, All Falls Down, the, the mm-hmm. chords like is based on a Lauren Hill song, but Lauren Hill like wouldn't clear her right. sample. So like they had someone else re-record it. So it's like kind of the same thing. Um anyway. Um yeah, I don't I mean it's like I, I think like it's never I mean, A, it's never been my favorite Kanye West song. But um, I think it's like maybe his most like fun song he's ever done. Like it's just like it's just like a straight up fun, like universally enjoyable song. Like yeah, um, I would say even more than like you know like you know I think about like you know stronger, which came a few years later as being kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's fun. Like you know, Jesus Walks is like kind of a serious song. You know, yeah. I guess, I guess Slow Jam is also a fun song. So so like, you know, and it's just like I mean, it really just was its like kind of peak period in a lot of ways. Um, but um, and, and I think part of it's just like the like there's so many like almost like um, what's the word like um, like catchphrases in the song almost. Yeah. 
you know, the whole, you know, we like, we want prenup and, you know, um, what are some of the other ones? Like, I mean, everyone knows the chorus. Like, you know, this is like, like, you know, the lyrics stand out. Down, girl, go ahead, get down. Yeah, like they're whole, they're super memorable. Like, I think about like, you know, like, hey, y'all being a similar thing of like, people, like, you know, like my parents knew the word, you know, some of the words probably. I don't know, that, that might not be true, but like, you no, know. No, I probably, because like, I feel like parents loved Jamie Foxx and then all of a sudden he was singing this hit song and it's like, oh. Yeah, so like, it's like, even though it's like, I mean, like, this is not as, like, you know, when you actually think about the lyrics, like, maybe, like, we shouldn't be having kids sing along to this. Yeah, yeah. But it is so catchy, and it's just, like, it's a fun song. And, like, you know, you know, moving forward with Kanye West, just kind of, you know, more just, like, controversy, you know, piling up on top of him. Like, while he still makes great music for a long time, like, this, I think, is kind of the period where it's, like, he's, like, everyone likes the music. Um you know. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I mean, like going back to like episode one, like my claim is that like the pop songs that really resonate with me are the ones that make you want to sing and dance. And I feel like this is one of the only ones from this list of number ones that checks off both boxes for me. Um, and it is just so catchy. Like, yeah, there's just something about it that's just like, it really kind of sticks to be the melody, the, the, the like interplay between Jamie Foxx and Kanye West parts. Um, and I think that something that's like true about this song is true about most of my favorite Kanye songs is that like he, he gets you this beat that feels so big and in your face, but also like when you listen to it, it's very kind of simple and minimalistic. Like oh, yeah. this, this yeah. beat is just like, I mean, it's his trademark, I feel like, but it's like this beat is, it's like mostly just like claps and like a very kind of simple drum machine rhythm, but it's, there's like something about it that like, it's just really kind of like driving the song forward and in your face. And just like well, doesn't need like, much to keep it interesting. I mean, the beat itself isn't really based on like the, you know. Whereas like, yeah, I feel it, like 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 through the wire, right? Like right. that, the entire really song, like the beat of the song, everything is based around this sample of a you know a Shaka Khan song, um, you know, the through the wire. I think it's called through the wire, um, which is like you know, cool in a lot of different ways, but like with this, like, you know, the Jamie Foxx part, like that's really only for the chorus, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a hook, but like, yeah, the actual like beat, like that's all like, you know, it's kind of a classic hip hop beat in a lot of ways. So um, I love that this entire album, the late registration album, that the fact that uh, one of the main producers is John Bryan, who like is most famous for doing like Paul Thomas Anderson movie <laughs> scores and like, producing like Fiona Apple and Amy Mann and Elliot Smith like you know like it's so out of left field you know which again like I think just why that's one of his best albums but yeah I mean the song itself is like I, it, I it's hard to like kind of deny it I think it's just a fun hit song like yeah I feel like a lot of my favorite kind of beats are just take a great sample or in this case like Jamie Foxx doing a sample and then just like a very minimalistic beat behind that sample and it just all works really well and I feel like maybe this is looking at the song with like today's context, but I feel like all the best Kanye was like just before he got a huge ego, like you could tell he was like very sure of himself and like knew he was great, but he wasn't well, like yeah. putting that cockiness it, into his lyrics at the time. It, yeah, no, exactly. Like it, it worked. I mean, yeah, I think that's true. Like it, 
works when a you know the music you're making is like you know something that pretty much everyone loves like you know that he was making at this time and be like you know the music he makes now can be like really heavy like and it's like you know i think that plus the ego factor it's like it makes it less appealing like with this mm -hmm. it's just like you know kind of just fun great original you know hip-hop music so um yeah this is the only number one that was in consideration for my top five that did not get there anymore. interesting okay um speaking of uh uh, uh musicians who have gotten increasingly uh more controversial over the course of their career we go to run it chris brown song that i was shocked to learn came up at number one uh november 26th to december 24th five weeks at number one chris brown let me make sure i have the right version Two, two events that happened during this period. Um, uh, Angela, is it Angela Merkel or Angela Merkel? Merkel. I think Merkel. Angela is right, but I always Angela have said Merkel. it wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she, uh, actually, no, that's not, that's incorrect. This is, that was Goldigger. Never mind. <laughs> she became a chancellor. Um, Do they have term limits in Germany? Yeah. I mean, she's, she's not going to be, she was, someone else was elected recently. Yeah, but she was there for a while, right? Yeah. I guess like it's longer not, than eight years. Longer than yeah, the US. Um so my memory of the song, this is specifically tied to watching MTV and specifically, if I remember correctly, again, comp shout out to Comcast uh cable. Channel 139 was regular like MTV stuff. I don't remember 140 was like MTV two. I don't remember what one one forty one was like MTV like like Spanish MTV. 142 was um, MTV Jams, which played a lot of like hip hop and R&B stuff. And I specifically remember having the channel on and this video came on and I hadn't heard the song before. And I remember it kind of like not paying attention then like hearing it be like, this sounds like a big hit song. Like, you know, like who, like, what is this? Who's Chris Brown? Like, like this sounds really catchy, you know, like not, not necessarily like, you know, being like, this is my favorite song, but I remember just like being like, it seems like a big song to be playing on this, on, you know, this random station. Um, with that being said, I was really surprised this was number one, because I don't remember being like huge, huge, um, but I guess it was bigger than I thought. Um, produced by Scott Storch, uh, which makes a lot of sense, because the beat is very much in that vein of his, you know, like candy shop and stuff like that um yeah i mean it's it's a very it's a catchy song i mean you know it's a very catchy song it's fun like you know it being kind of his i think debut single it seems like the kind of thing that like you know you hear and you're like oh this guy's like this young kid like he's really talented this is a catchy song you know um i don't know i like i think it's like it's a well-made song but 
doesn't really stick with you quite as much. I think like the Joel Santana verse is kind of pointless. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier when like kind of like the obligatory rap verse, like it doesn't really do much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, I was, I, most of my reaction when I was listening to this was like, how was this? Like, I can't believe this was number one. Like, cause some of his later songs are catchier in my opinion, but this one's like, it's fine. Doesn't do too do too much for me. Yeah, I mostly agree again. I think this is a song that I think my lack of memories of it is especially tied to like not having cable and not because I was I was thinking back and I think that the idea of music videos kind of shaped what I was listening to a lot uh, at the time because I feel like leading up to this year and including this year is probably like peak like my jealousy of friends with cable because it's like I want to watch all these cool music videos people are hearing about and like I would see them a lot you know and as a friend's house it's probably your house we would watch MTV sometimes but like for myself it was like something I was missing out on and then like I remember watching some music videos online but like this is like YouTube had just started like we mentioned already so it wasn't like the easiest to find those online. It's like you'd find, I don't know, mtv.com or something, load up a clip, it would take a while. I was getting a lot of my music besides the radio from like LimeWire at this point. It was like slow enough downloading songs. So I wasn't downloading music videos. Yeah. So it's just like I had a big gap of like music videos. I think something like this where Chris Brown is such a great dancer is probably a lot of his numbers of being number one is boosted by, you know, MTV yeah, play and, and things like that. Um, and then by the time I got cable, which is only like a year or two later after this, then I had shifted away from mainstream music enough where I wasn't interested in watching MTV. So I kind of like had that window where I just missed uh, the phase of music videos when they were very influential on trends and stuff. But I agree with you. It's like, it's a good song. I don't have much memory of it. I mean, it sounded very familiar, but I don't remember my thoughts at the time. Mm-hmm. I was really taken aback when I heard it like, oh man, he sounds so young in this. And I didn't realize he was so young. He's only 16 when this came out. Um, I didn't realize Chris Van started at such a young age, actually, or at least I was forgetting that he did. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive in that respect. Um, I think it's interesting that it goes from like, Crunk was such in the forefront last year when we were going through mm-hmm. not just the number ones, but the top 100. And it seems like, I'm sure there are other examples I'm not remembering from the 100, but it's very not around all of a sudden after seeming like, oh, this is the new thing. and. See, all these hit songs with that beat. I would say you're actually that's not really correct. I no. mean, what are your yeah. counter examples? Like, I mean, looking at the number ones, like you know, from I mean, the top 100, like, yeah, it's on like, yeah, this. I mean, yeah, um, a lot less than um, last year, though, right? Well, at, at number one, yeah, but like, I mean, you know, you have like, you know, it's on like one, two step, or okay, yeah, one, two steps to good, you know, not really lose control. Um, but 2004, there was like a dozen. Do, like. Do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a lot of it is it, it's kind of like, I mean, so much of it is like honestly, it's Scott Storch. Like Yang Yang twins are there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it maybe it's not as like immediately prominent, but I think it's still there. Like I think. Yeah, Scott, it, you're right. It does feel like it was about to take off, though. I feel like the Scott with, Storch, yeah being so big, and it doesn't it doesn't have this huge blow up like I would have maybe predicted. If I was I think, just in the moment. I, I think what happened was it kind of like it like kind of spreads into a few different areas like, sure. like it's got stored songs you have what eventually becomes like kind of ringtone rap stuff like mm-hmm. you know like soldier boy you know think about like that yeah. you know 
definitely. Okay, I can see that. that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess even this, you can kind of see it pulling away because this is, I mean, there was like one review I read about this song that was like, it's kind of like a decrunked something else. Yeah. So it's like, you can hear the crank. No, it's definitely kind of I that synth beat there, but it is a little like softer than maybe Yeah or some of the little Joan songs you heard from last year. Yeah. And actually, that makes me, what you're saying makes me kind of remember too, like my reaction to the song when it came out was that. Like it was obvious, and I think like you know they even like whoever was you know the publicizing Chris Brown at the time like it was so obvious that they were trying to make him be like the next Usher, like yeah that was, yeah. That was a very purposeful thing like you know with the dance you know his dancing and you know like bringing kind of a you know Atlanta crunk sound at the time. Um, yeah, and, so like Rolling Stone called it a decrunked. Yeah, but I feel like it's still pretty crunk. Which is yeah, I mean who well for some <laughs> whatever. I feel so stupid saying the word crunk all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like crunk and be <laughs> like. But with that being said, I actually remember at the time thinking too, like when I heard all the comparisons, Usher being like, I appreciate the song, but like I find his voice more annoying. Like yeah, I agree. Easily quality to his, but like I like I just think Usher is like you know, a much clearer. I, I just like his voice more. I mean, it's really just that. Yeah, to me, I mean, yeah, he just sounds a little underdeveloped and he is 16 compared to yeah, no, it's, however it's old an experience last year is. Yeah. But it doesn't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it it's, doesn't, it's, he doesn't seem to develop that voice much either. Like yeah, later yeah, in his I, career. I, I, you know, I mean, I think my connection to Chris Brown is that I remember the big early hits. Yeah. And the stuff with Rihanna happens and he, because you know, then like I tried essentially, then, him, yeah. then I, yeah, essentially resisted, but I also just like don't really know his newer music. So I also think, I think the Jules Santana verse is totally useless oh. in this song. It just feels out of place. Like we don't need that. It's completely, and it also kind of ruins like the innocent factor of it. There's like a, there's like a, I can't remember what it is, but like there's like a, oh no, no, he, he actually references the, the Whisper song in his verse he goes like wait do you see my alt? like you know wait do you see my dick like it's like that seems like a weird thing to be putting into a song that's done by a 16 year old like but okay yeah i think um it's interesting that like i feel like there's been a trend where um there have been some songs that don't have the kind of rap feature that you might expect in previous like um let me love you kind of feels like something that would have a rap feature and then it doesn't really and then there was another one that I can't remember now. Maybe it was in the hundred, but like there were songs, they're kind of some R&B, something maybe like caught up. It's like in the year before, the couple years before you maybe would expect a random rap verse thrown in and it doesn't have it. And this is the one where it's like, maybe it's not necessary, but they do throw it in in the, in the number ones. Yeah. It's a- you lost to Avenge Sevenfold as the best new artist at the MTV Music Video Awards. Oh my God. <laughs> Very different that's nominees a, for that category. Quite a, that's quite a, quite a comparison. Um, yeah, okay. We had the last song, just last uh, song. wrapping up December 31st, but I think it stays number one for a few more weeks, is another Mariah Carey song. It's called Don't Forget About Us. Maybe I must confess We were bigger than anything Remember us at our best And don't forget about Don't forget about how just speaking from a 
I'll, I'll just kind of jump in. I'll say my like my thought is, um, and actually listening to it again, I just kind of had this thought, but like it's very similar in a lot of ways to We Belong Together. Like it just, I don't think it's quite as memorable or hooky. Um, um, but like the production, I mean, again, this is another Jermaine Dupri song. Like I, I, I like, I really, I do like the production of these songs. Like I like that there's kind of like a noticeable beat to this song. Um, you know, I, I, I like the chorus. I kind of like, this is like a very minor thing, but you hear very faintly when she's singing the chorus, you hear like her own voice too in the background be like, don't forget, don't like, you know, we're saying like, don't like these little things that I think kind of, and I like the kind of piano, like it's a classic like R&B sound, but um, yeah, it's just like, it, it's it's very similar to We Belong Together. And I don't think it's as memorable. Like even the theme of the song is very similar. <laughs> um, I like, I, I I remember the name of this. Like I remember like, like when I saw this is number one, I'm like, okay, I remember the name of this. I don't remember how it goes, you know? So yeah, maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. Ditto what you said. I think it feels like uh, We Belong Together was so big that any follow-up was going to be a number one song and people were so eager to get more Mariah at this point. Um, but yeah, not my favorite. She does a breathy voice, which is never my favorite Mariah Carey singing style, yeah. um, which she avoided in belong We Belong Together. Um, I think... You know what I realized? Like the other thing I think too, and I think this is why that album was so big, is that you know her voice isn't as like crazy good. I think as it used to be at this time, like just that comes with age or whatever. You know, so she's not doing like huge like vocal runs or anything. Like she kind of like she like occasionally she will, but like you know, it's like her singing in the song is very like somewhat understated i feel like which i actually yeah. think which which works probably because like you know she's keeping with like kind of the laid back like element of the beat and stuff so you know i think it works it's just you know it's not as like memorable to me as some of the other songs but it was good to revisit i guess um yeah 2005 um do we want to get to our picks or just you know general thoughts on 2005 i think we've already talked about it but you know there's definitely like a you know again hip-hop kind of being like the big element to a lot of this um even the r&b songs there's like elements of it but um yeah i don't know any any other thoughts you have? oh i think i kind of covered yeah and more of the same trend of like the alt rock, pop rock songs that are like still there in the hunger, but they're very much not able to crack kind of the mainstream trend of the, it's like the only way to break into this hip hop R&B rap is to be like uh, American Idol contestant. Otherwise you're not getting number one song in the year. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to our picks. So, um... You want to start or should I start? You go first because I got a bunch of um, uh, honorable mentions that I think you might cover in your top I'm just going to, yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I'm not going to go through all yeah, of Yeah, let's get quick because my dog um, is, wants to walk yeah. too. <laughs> um, the, the, the one honorable mention I do want to bring up is uh, 
and I'm, I actually thought when I was going to make this list that this might be my number one, but it wasn't. But uh, it's a song. It's called uh, One Thing by Avery. That's my number six. song but yeah it's a, it's a really cool catchy song i remember at the time loving it i think it got a lot of like critical attention uh just because it's kind of like a cool upbeat song that is a little different like i think pitchfork loved it um um i think it's just the production is really cool i like amory a little bit of a one-hit wonder so i kind of wonder if like you know if someone else did it if it would be even bigger but it's a cool song uh that i just remember like liking at the time a lot um, so my number five is, um, which I'm putting in is, uh, T.I. And the song is called, You Don't Know Me. Yeah, I mean, like, look, like the... <laughs> T.I. becomes really big in this year and, like, next year. Um, but this is kind of what I'm talking about with, like, you know, I like, you know, there are, like, huge rap rappers that become really huge over the next few years that during this time are kind of, like, a little underground, like T.I. and even, like, Lil Wayne, you know, like, was still kind of considered, like, you know, beneath the mainstream, and then they get bigger and their songs kind of get maybe a little bit more, like, mainstream sounding. But, I don't know, this is a cool song. Yeah. It's a great beat. Uh, number four, let's talk about a song that I, here's my relation to the song. Uh, I, if you, if you were asking me at the time, I would have said I hated the song. In reality, I liked the song, <laughs> so I'm lying. And now I think it's just a great song. Uh, and the song is Sugar, We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy. Ah. Yeah, I think the song is becoming, I actually think it's becoming kind of similar. Actually, another song on this list that I did not put in my top five, but Mr. Brightside, I think it's in a similar vein, kind of becoming this like generational song. Like now, like people think back to and be like, you know. I, I agree. Not as much as Mr. Brightside. You know, that it, is a real it, it, It's played at weddings now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those songs. I just think it's, it's just the catchiest, like it's such a catchy song. Um, I love it. Um, so that's four. Three is uh, Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz. That. um this song was there i remember seeing this everywhere like yeah. i'm watching the video a lot um I, wasn't it in like an ipod commercial i i don't know but i remember being it was I it wasn't an like it was a big like you know you know you, you remember those old uh, ipod commercials 
with the like silhouettes of the people yeah, yeah, yeah dancing definitely yeah. one of those so it's like a you know big song and you know gorillas being this is a song if you'd ask me just looking at the list what would be in your this is the one i'd be the most sure about and then it didn't end up in my top five I, 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 I figured that you might have it, but um, it just it's not it's never been my I mean at the time it was, but since I got into Gorillas, it's never been my favorite Gorillas song. Yeah, I don't um, think it's I don't think it's their best song by any measure, but it is like I think especially when you listen to it amongst these other songs, it's just like this cool, weird like detour. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's like a legitimately weird song, you know, like and Gorillas is probably my favorite band that's appeared in any of our podcasts in terms of the hunger yeah, like the songs that were my favorite though I, but now they're damon albarn pissing off all the taylor swift, swift, taylor swift fans out of nowhere he just threw that yeah. line of the interview i don't know what he's dick move but uh, anyway yeah I, I this is yeah like i i don't really listen to the song much anymore you know but like i think like you know objectively it's just a cool weird song that it's kind of like almost doesn't have a genre to it i mean it has a bunch of like you know like you have the uh it's a de la soul i can't remember who's the 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 rapper you know who raps on it i think fat joe has a little verse but um yeah it's this cool weird song that i still can enjoy objectively um number two i i went back and forth with one and two a lot but number two is hate it or love it the game featuring 50 cent and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Hate it or love it, the underdog's on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and envy me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. On the grill of my low rider. Guns on both sides, right above the gold wires. I'll four five them. Kill a nigga on my song and really do it. That's the true meaning of a ghost rider. 10 G to take your daughter out of Air Force. I, I just think. A, I think this is maybe the best song 50 Cent has ever been on. Like, he, you, don't, you don't hear his verse, but his verse is great. I mean, you know, it's super, like, visual. Like, you know, he's, like, I mean, the entire song is, you know, a very much like a, you know, um, and actually they mention it in the song itself, but, like, in the side of, like, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, like, kind of an ode to it. Like, you know, kind of a just, you know, very stark portrayal of, you know, you know, their own upbringings and, you know, uh, you know, issues relating to class and race and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, it's a great like underdog anthem. I, I, I the production is great. I love that, you know, it's kind of got this soul sample to it. That's, you know, original and still like steeped in hip hop. I, I, I just think it's a great song. Like, uh, that's kind of a classic to me. Um, and then number one uh, is um, again. Uh, don't know at the time if you you know if you're asking me, I would have said this is my favorite, but I think it's just you know just the best song is uh, "Since You Be Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. Like, I really, let me just say, I really wanted to put Hate It or Love It as my number one. But, like, this is just the catchiest song. Like, it's just, it's great. The chorus is huge. Like, it's just, like, the perfect, like, pop song that has the rock element to it. But it's just, like, so 
immediately catchy and great. Like I, I compare it, I, I kind of compare it to like a song like Call Me, Call Me Maybe, you know, where it's like, it's just like, you know, you can't resist. Like the hook is huge. Like it's just a, it's a great pop song. Um, so that's what I was talking about with like Kelly Clarkson. Like, I don't know, yeah, I don't think she wrote the song. <laughs> I, and I think this is still like considered her biggest song, but it's like, you know, for, for a good reason, you know, I just think it's the best song. It's a great song. I, I was struck by, I feel like I got into Kelly Clarkson more since her being big, like through Susan, cause she was a big fan. Okay. I had heard all these songs that were in this hundred list, but I didn't realize until this exercise that they were all from the same album. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea. What is it? Like yeah. Breakaway, Behind These Days Lies uh since being on obviously yeah it's like man that was just a stacked album and Susan was telling me stuff about like how like she doesn't feel much ownership over this album because I think it was like a lot of different hands were in the pot and it wasn't as much her vision as some of her later stuff which she also had great songs and but man just so many great songs on this one and I was surprised I was surprised this wasn't a number one song because it it just it feels like it would have been but yeah you know, maybe it came out like during the uh Mariah Carey stronghold of the summer. That might be him too. Uh no, it came out under 2004. Yeah, it does feel like a huge hit. Maybe it's just because it was on the I mean, like, between like, like, two years. I mean, you know, it's like we go through this podcast and like there's songs that were number one for the year that weren't number one. Right. It's interesting. You know, like it's just like this like weird arbitrary thing, but uh, you know. You know, I mean, if you're asked, like, what's a bigger song, this or run it by Chris Brown, I think everyone would say this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and people would say Mr. Brightside, but so much of it is staying power, what we, when we're thinking about today. I mean, like, Mr. Brightside is charted on this list in the UK, I think 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. It's still like one of their biggest songs every year. Yeah. No, it's, 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 that's true. Yeah. All the time. Uh, yeah so your 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 honorable mentions yeah let me just throw out a ton feel good ink like i said if you just show me this list i've been like no matter what that's there but i didn't didn't put it on there like i said not my favorite gorillas um numb encore i thought you would have on there and i i considered it but i just i don't know that's an album i listen to a lot right (laughs) it wasn't as great as i remembered it when i listened to it i mean it's still a cool concept obviously boulevard of broken dreams i almost threw up there and i was going back and forth between that and holiday I like both those songs, but didn't make it. Um, baby, I'm back. I don't remember liking, but I really enjoyed it when I listened to it for this. It came yeah. really close. The baby bash song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gold Digger is close. Uh, so and Mr. Are Brightside. These are all honorable mentions. And Mr. Brightside came very close to putting on it. But I oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. My number five, a song I've always liked since it came out, and a there are a couple of these actually, I guess, especially this one, that's a clear counterpoint to when I say I wasn't listening to much hip hop at the time, but One Two Step by Sierra. Yeah, let me, let me find it. Yeah, that was a song I did enjoy a lot. Uh, I really like this song. I, Just yeah. so catchy, it really makes me This beat is outrageous, so contagious, make you crave it. Jazzy made You're okay that she includes that word in the song. I mean, no, I'd rather she didn't, but. <laughs> this was the era of uh pop stars including the r word and uh, yeah black eyed peas and unfortunately has not aged well but uh yeah anyway yeah um 
2004, I mean, my number four um, was there's like a string of like ballads by boy bandy type bands that I like. I did not put uh, Maroon 5 on my list. I didn't put Daughters by John Mayer on my list, but I did okay, put- can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. Does the artist name start with a J? No. All right. What's no. that one? What were you going to guess? Never mind. I thought you were going to say Jesse McCartney. Oh, I like Beautiful Soul. I considered that one, but I went with Just the Girl by oh. what is that? The Click Five. I that was a, that was like a number eight or so for me. That's wow. just it was so much better than I remember. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> that at the time I did not like. Yeah, I agree. And I like it now. Strange as it seems, she's the one I'm after. So, so tell me why you like this song. I don't know. I was going to say, like, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know exactly what makes it stand out from, like, I don't know, Fall Out Boy, Maroon 5, Justin McCartney. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but there's just something seems more interesting and less kind of old yeah. and been done, boring. And, and I don't know if it's the... I, I, I don't think, know. Don't ask me. I, don't. I, I think the reason, I mean, this is at least for me, but I think listening back... And again, maybe this is just because we know more music than we did at the time, is that it's very much like a classic, like power pop song. Like it, you know, I, I'm trying to think of like, you know, what are like, like, there, I mean, this is again, like just me, like basically restating stuff that music critics say all the time, but like, you know, a band like, uh, like, yeah, uh, that's the whole podcast. I know. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, like Cheat Trick, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, like a classic, like power pop band, where it's like they're they're a rock band, but their hooks are so big, and like, you know, sh- you know, almost like you know, sugar pop, like classic sixty songs, like that. I think bands like that have gotten more like, you know, critical love than maybe they did at the time, um, and I think it's, it's you know, so that kind of falls into that. But I think also too, like this band and the songs probably like lumped in at the time with like yeah like fallout boy green day like you know just all the big rock bands but i think it's just you know it's less like you know punk or emo and more yeah. like you know pop so um, it's worth mentioning as i as i play the song on itunes which i do for all the previews and you go into their home screen and what artists are they featuring on their home screen neil young and Joni mitchell <laughs> <laughs> and it specifically says uh neil young like lives here Joni mitchell like lives here <laughs> like look these are two of my favorite artists of all time it's funny to see like yeah, yeah, oh iTunes is embracing them now like okay cool it's time to get us look i like there's a Joni mitchell neil young like r- revival happening <laughs> just wrong. do a joint tour together god um Okay. Number three, and I could have very easily put this number one, is Since You've Been Gone. I agree with everything you said. I don't need to rehash it. Um, there's just, it separates itself from the others, good songs of this album. It just, it really elevates itself. It kind of gets bigger and bigger throughout. And there's like one chorus where she lets loose. Um, yeah. 
Number two, uh, Beverly Hills by Weezer. Oh man. Okay. Did you consider this one at all? Um, no. It's on my Yeah, I don't have much to say. I like Weezer a lot. It's not my favorite Weezer song, but it, I think it is a really good song. Yeah, I mean, I it, it is. It's it's super catchy. Like it's it's fun. Like it's so stupid, but it's like it's fun. Yeah, I think I get very sick of it if I heard it a ton, but I don't think even at the time I was That's hearing funny. it a ton, so never got sick of it. Yeah. Um, and then my number one, also I you'd call a very gimmicky song, but I loved it at the time and still really enjoyed it when I listened to it for this. This is like one of the songs which you had experience of it, just me wanting to listen to it over and over on repeat, um, like on the band trip with Carbon Leaf, What About Everything? The mm-hmm. very different song, and it is Lonely by Akon. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't expect that one, but yeah, I've always loved this song. Now, what I put into iTunes, there's the old version and the old Disney. version is what I listened to when I picked it. I don't know if that's the right. Then I noticed my girl wasn't by my side. Could have sworn I was dreaming for her, I was feigning. So I had to take a little ride. Backtracking on these few years, trying to figure out what I do to make it go bad. Because ever since my girl left me, my whole life came crashing and I'm so, so lonely. Mr. Lonely. So I've already expressed my love of the pitched up <laughs> vocal samples. It's got the Mr. Lonely by Bobby Vinton sample, which I think is really fun. Um, and I, the thing I didn't remember is that just like even the verses, the chorus is what stuck in my memory, but even the verses I just really enjoyed. I like Akon's voice. Um, he did the feature on what's it called Baby I'm Back, which I enjoyed and considered putting yeah. in the top five. I don't know. He's kind of song. He's kind of yeah. everywhere this time. Yeah. Um. I was not expecting that. I I I I, I kind of remember you were into that song, but not uh, as much. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Akon's guy. I mean, he's becomes huge over this period. Yeah, it's kind of everywhere. So, all right, all right. I want to watch the rest of this. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> you see, the Bengals are recording this on. Uh, oh song. wow, they took the lead. Yeah. All it's, right, I gotta walk my dog. He's freaking out. Okay, let's play a song by Akon as we go out. Uh, a different song. Uh, I think this is actually on next year, so we'll be back in 2000. Convict. 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 Convict.